Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Studio C. Si, senor. It's a little Friday. We're in a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And hey, everybody. Today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Ducks, icebergs, and sex scandals. Okay. There's always a lot more going on under the surface than you're aware of. Ducks, icebergs, and sex scandals. Like something Batman would have said to Robin in the old TV series. Or Karnak Magnificent on Johnny Carson. I don't know if he'd have mentioned sex scandals. Okay, cool. So we have details on all that stuff. We do, yeah. It's all coming clear. We killed an ISIS leader over tonight. We'll tell you more about that. That's exciting. It's a rough gig, ISIS leader. Always like it when we blow up a bad guy. Easy to uh, to say this. Big finish. Pow! As Joe Biden desperately wants any good news, having had a couple of really, really rough weeks. But, um, you know, you just said that at any point, probably. Or people could have said that at any point. And it's not a bad idea to take out the leader of no, ISIS, no, uh, presuming no, that's actually no, what happened. No. Uh, yeah. I just heard something that uh, was surprising and made me mad. So um, we were, we were wondering about this. The NFC Championship game in Los Angeles last Sunday had a mask mandate for the stadium, the county, and the state. Mm. <laughs> and nobody was wearing a mask. Hardly. In, including the mayors of San Francisco, Los Angeles, and the governor of the state. Correct. How many people did you see wearing masks in the whole stadium? I wasn't paying any attention. I just I just assumed they didn't have to because it didn't look to me like anybody was wearing a mask. So. I will tell you this. I watched the entire game with great interest. There were many, many crowd shots of people howling their their approval or pain when things went to, against their team, and I don't recall seeing any masks. That's not to say there weren't any, but I don't recall seeing any. So there were many tens of thousands of people unmasked. Well, I just heard a radio report with the uh, spokespeople for the Super Bowl. Are you supposed to say Super Bowl, not the Super Bowl. The, please, the Super Bowl. They are going to enforce the mask mandate for the no, Super they're Bowl. <laughs> they're putting a K95 masks on every seat. And there will be, and this is the term that pissed me off because I've hated this terms. I've hated this phrasing since I was a little kid. And they'll have ambassadors to remind you to wear your mask. I've always hated it when when authorities, yeah, well, and and remind you. I've always hated it when authorities use that. You think you're fooling me? I remember as a little kid, there was like a part of the playground we weren't. Everybody was playing on when we were supposed to play on, and we'll have teachers out there reminding you not to play there. I remember as a little kid hating that. No, it's a rule, and you're enforcing a rule. Don't try to play some word game where you think you're making it like softer, or we're just reminding you not to do that. Let's quit. All right? I'm not falling for that. We have ambassadors reminding you to wear your masks. I'm just surprised they can find enough ambassadors for the job. There you're sitting, you're rooting on your team. Hi, I'm the ambassador to Luxembourg. Yeah. Uh, I'm uh, I'm here today to remind you to put on your mask. Calling them ambassadors instead of mall cops is funny. Yeah. And then and then <laughs> we're reminding you. Oh, that's right. I forgot to wear my mask. It's not that I'm defying this stupid freaking order on purpose. Right, right. <laughs> there are a couple other funny, funny aspects of this, too. Did you hear Eric Garcetti, the, uh, the just... 
He, you know, he's he's a bright enough guy, but he's totally divorced from reality. He's an academic and a and a politico. That's all he's ever done in his life. Um, he said, "Oh, I just took off my mask uh, briefly for that picture with Magic Johnson, and I held my breath while it was off." He literally oh did not God. inhale oh, air. Oh, to quote Bill Clinton, "Oh my <laughs> I God, know. how precious is that?" <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Gavi Boy, the 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 just the half wit governor of the state, was pictured uh, for the, the duration of the game without his mask on. He's lying now and saying he just took it off briefly, but the photos don't lie. So, how do you think it's going to go? They're going to well, have a and, mask on every seat, and people there telling you you're supposed to wear them. And Barbara Ferrer, who's the uh, public health gal for uh, L.A. County, who has been at the forefront of the idiotic, unrealistic, we're going to lock down completely to hell with the kids, to hell with the economy. We don't care how many suicides there are. Just the 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 uh, myopic, just completely lacking in perspective type. She's led that that guard. Uh, she said, oh, no, 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 saying that just because, you know, 80,000 people at a stadium ignore the mask band, that, that's like saying, just because people ignore speed limits, we shouldn't have speed limits anymore. Uh, we're absolutely going to enforce it for the Super Bowl. Okay, well, we'll see how that goes. That's funny. I thought that they were, they were going to craft some sort of, uh, well, the latest Omicron numbers show we are okay to, uh, to, to not have masks at the Super Bowl. I thought they'd just try to play it like, um, since everybody was ignoring the rules, try to play it like they, they, they made the call for you to not wear masks. It wasn't you defying our orders, but right, they're right. going well, to try to pull it off. Be, that would be recognizing reality and crafting your policy based on the reality of it. And that's the one thing they have an inability to do. They live in a freaking huh. bureaucratic dream world. Well, that could be kind of a fun story, side story to follow. Whether or not they uh, enforce that or people follow the rule or... Oh, I love it. Are they gonna yeah. are you gonna kick somebody out who paid eight hundred dollars for a ticket because they're not wearing their mask? How about all those super rich people who always do whatever the hell they want who are in all those suites all the way around the stadium? Right. You gonna make all those people wear their masks? They're not used to doing what they're told. <laughs> and, and those suites where it's extra critical you wear your mask. Yeah, it's it's way more indoors than than the rest of the place. So. Yeah. You know, I saw the headline today. Long story short, I guess. Uh, it has several headlines, various publications about uh, when does the pandemic become an endemic? When when do we transition away? And I thought for like 250 million Americans or, or something like that, maybe 200 million, we already have. I think of COVID like I think of the flu or heart disease or virtually any other threat to my health. It's out there. I sometimes take a precaution or two, but it has certainly not ruled my life for a very, very long time. I heard a health official, uh, somebody was asking a health official, how should people adjust what they're doing to transition to the endemic phase when that comes in the next couple of months? And I thought... I'm not doing anything now, so I don't know. I don't know what my adjustment will be like. I'm not doing anything now, and I haven't been doing anything for a long time. Yeah. Although yeah. I, I've, I've got a. I'm scheduled to get a booster shot today. I had made an appointment a long time ago. Back when I thought I ought to get a booster shot, I made an appointment thinking I'll surely find an appointment before then, but I might as well have one. I completely forgot, and it showed up in my little alert thing that I have an appointment today. Do I need a booster shot? It it couldn't hurt. It doesn't hurt anything, but just 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 having to like drive there and park and go in. I don't even know if it's worth that. The dang thing is so close to over. I'm not worried about it at all. I don't know. I suppose I'll go, but plus you've had it. 
And I've had the and I've had the disease. Yeah, yeah. Well, I would say it's uh, you know a probably unnecessary one more layer of caution. But you are a man with no gallbladder, if so I, you're obviously weakened. If I was going to do anything for my health today, I could probably list five things that would be better for me. Hmm. Uh, going to the dentist would probably be better for me than going to get that booster shot. Oh man, I need to do that. Or too. a Thanks number of other things. <laughs> Uh, we should start the show officially. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Thursday, February 3rd, the year 2022. New you in 22. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. So much to talk about. Let's begin at Mark. Some major flip-flopping people should not be walking around with masks. Masks work. Fully vaccinated, you are protected, and you do not need to wear a mask. If you are vaccinated, you should still wear a mask. You really better be very careful before you bring the children back. The default position should be to try as best as possible to keep the children in school. Right now, at this moment, there is no need to change anything if you're doing on a day-by-day basis. Boy, I hope they keep that disinformation off of Spotify and Twitter and Facebook and the TV. So uh, when I gave the date, it reminded me that yesterday was Groundhog's Day. Mm-hmm. Read an interesting piece about the movie Groundhog Day and how that is taught in philosophy classes and used uh, by scientists and religious people and thinkers all around the world. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I did not know that. And now is probably the proper time for my embarrassing annual revelation. I've never seen it. Oh, you have never seen the whole movie? I've seen scenes. I've never seen the whole thing. It's really worth watching. I I, I know it it, is. It has grown. And uh, a a number of film critics calling it the most significant um, uh, work of art in the last century the the, one of the few things that's happened in the modern world that is going to survive for the next several hundred years in terms of its importance wow yeah i'll I'll read from this piece a little later in the show it's pretty interesting it didn't hit me that way i saw it in the theater and it didn't hit me i didn't walk out of there thinking oh my god this is a work of art that people will discuss i just thought it was a funny bill murray movie but uh there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting aspects about the way people live their lives and and, and life in general from that movie. I, I think you'll find it interesting whether you've seen the movie or not. Maybe we'll get to that later. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's 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 fine. It's all right. I don't know. It's not going to win any awards, but yeah. <laughs> Like most days, most people have. Honestly. It's not like that trans uh, trans swimmer. You're not going to set any records. It's just going to be a. It's not going to be on that list of great pieces of art in the last hundred years. <laughs> No. We, have, we have an update on the trans swimmer, too. Uh, all that stuff on the way. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Ignoring somewhat the anti-Semitism on the March story. Um, but there are a couple examples that to make you wonder, what the heck's going on there? Yeah, there are aspects of it that it have definitely gotten mainstreamed. And the way Karen Johnson fits it into it, that is Whoopi Goldberg's real name. Oh. Uh, Karen, Deceit. Karen Johnson. We'll, uh, we'll talk about that and see how that all fits together coming up next segment. 
You know, I got to admit, I was contemplating for about a second and a half yesterday the irony of the fact that her last name is Goldberg and was wondering what that was all about. She's been claiming she's Jewish her whole life, but she's not for some reason. That's an odd claim. (laughs) Here's your freedom, love, and quote of the day. We actually have two today. The first from Alexander Hamilton that uh, Roy has been enjoying, uh, the Alex Hamilton quote. And he also points out that this is, uh, you know, as if it's needed, one of a thousand, ten thousand blows against the 1619 Project's idiotic uh, assertion that the founding fathers were all pro-slavery. I mean, this is an assertion so ridiculous, it hardly even needs to be rebutted, except that it's being taught to your kids in schools. Anyway, uh, Hamilton said, man is either governed by his laws, his own laws, freedom, or the laws of another, slavery. Are you willing to become slaves? Will you give up your freedom, your life, and your property without a single struggle? No man has a right to rule over his fellow creatures. Hmm. And then this, interestingly enough, sent along by Judy. Um, it's actually a quote from the Book of Mormon, and uh, and I would uh, say to anybody who is of a different faith, uh, there in every single great world religion, there's a lot of stuff about uh, God and man and 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 religion, and then there's a lot of stuff that's just wisdom. There's just philosophy, and I like this. For as their laws and their governments were established by the voice of the people. And they who chose evil were more numerous than those who chose good. Therefore, they were ripening for destruction, for the laws had become corrupted. So you've got a legitimate government, but it becomes filled more with evil people than good people. Well, then the government becomes corrupted. Uh, yeah, the trouble is who's deciding when the government's corrupt and the time is to act because those people beating police on the steps of the Capitol last January 6th thought the government was corrupt and needed to be overthrown. Sure. When when to act and how to act. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, who decide? I would be delighted to decide that if you'd like. <laughs> you like to be in charge of that? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Your mailbag. <laughs> Long time. Freeman correspondent Jashan writes, guys, the dream could come true. Jack's dream of someone buying a sports team and making them do stupid things could come true. Actually, Jack, you've mostly talked about buying the entire league. Right. But, yeah. Exactly. I mean, make them play baseball on ice, uh, buy the NBA, and make them play with deflated basketballs. Yeah, if you're, a, if, you're a, if, you've got, if you're Elon Musk, you can afford to buy the entire NFL. And once you buy the entire NFL, you can say... We're going to play with deflated footballs now. Or uh, a touchdown's worth 100 points and a field goal's worth three. Or with whatever. Right, Whatever sure. you want to do. Fill the ball with helium so it flies out of the stadium sometimes. Just randomly. Don't let them wear helmets. <laughs> anyway, Jashan writes, uh, the Denver Broncos are up for sale. Who's the richest man on earth? Elon Musk. Imagine the possibilities if he brought the, bought the Broncos. Perfect man for the job. Help me push for this. Join the cause. Spread the word. Let's make this happen. Got to have the first football game in space. Oh, there you go. <laughs> the second richest man in the world, which is also a white male. I don't know why. I, wow. I don't know why I did that. Um, uh, who is, uh, what's his name, who runs the Washington Post and Amazon? Oh, Jeff Bezos. Jeff, <laughs> right. Jeffrey Bezos. Come on. There's a story out today about his super yacht that he's building. We'll have to talk oh. about later. Oh, I saw a picture of that. Wow. That's a city. It's a hotel. Mm. 
It's a skyscraper that they tipped over on its side and made waterproof. It's just unbelievable. Uh, let's see. Back to football. Uh, we were discussing the silliness of sports team nicknames. I mentioned up. I grew up in Chicago. I mentioned I grew up in Chicagoland. I've never seen a bear running around. <laughs> and yet their famous football team is named the Bears. Uh, and uh, Antoine writes, what? You've never seen a bear in Chicago? It's probably more likely than a couple of white guys in MAGA hats at 3 a.m. Who are you? <laughs> never forget. Never forget, Antoine. Thanks for the note. That's funny. Uh, let's see. Greg in beautiful Troutdale, Oregon, which will long stick in my memory, the town of Troutdale, for reasons I'll explain in a moment, writes, guys, want to make sure you noticed Oregon is making some COVID emergency rules into permanent law. They say that way they don't have to spend time to keep renewing them, but they'll repeal the laws after the COVID crisis is over. Wow. Ah! Wow. 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 Yeah, we will get into a little more detail on that. Uh, Greg, thanks for sending that link along. Wow. Uh, so uh, the very first thing that I had canceled in my real life because of the damn COVID was uh, I was going to go see the Decemberists in Troutdale, Oregon, mm. um, and 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 that just when uh, the COVID was breaking out. Never been to Troutdale before nor since. Cool name for a town, man. Maybe I'll stop by. We'll have a, a couple of IPAs or something. Grow us a, some beards and watch uh, watch some music in Troutdale, Greg. Yeah, we're coming up on the real two-year anniversary of everybody taking COVID seriously. Um, Whoopi Goldberg, anti-Semitism, and a whole bunch of other stuff on the way. I think you'll find it entertaining. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. about Whoopi Goldberg at all, really. She assassinates the president, I suppose. I'd make the news, but other than that, I... Or cures cancer. I just yeah. don't care, but I uh, do have an update that I think is, is worth mentioning in a second. Okay, good. And also, and you know, it's one of the great Armstrong and Getty principles. If there's a conclusion that seems crazy based on the evidence you can see, you're probably missing a key piece of evidence. And I'm talking about the Jeff Zucker sex scandal forced out at CNN thing. Okay. I, as I, I suspected something was going on yesterday. Because it, and, seemed, and I have it. it seemed crazy that a guy that powerful would step down from a position that quickly for a consensual affair with a coworker, a fellow senior executive. Who's also right. claiming it's consensual. Yeah, okay. Right. So I want to hear that. I didn't follow that story throughout the day because I'm not into people's bedrooms like you are, Joe. Apparently, I'm a, for a higher plane of information. Well, I'd encourage anybody who believes that bull-ass to listen to yesterday's show. <laughs> or I didn't have time. <laughs> One of the two. Uh, yeah, D- God, dealing with math homework. That is that is like... That is the gravity at my house during the week during the weekdays for the most part. Math homework. Holy wow. crap. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing oh. how that can dominate. You know, as a kid it dominates your life. It just it doesn't occur to you as a child that you're going to relive the whole thing as a parent. Oh, oh no. Nobody <laughs> nobody would endure. <laughs> no, you couldn't handle it. But you yeah. don't know that as a parent you'll be every bit as aware of what your math assignment is, how many problems you have to get done and when they're due, you'll know that as a parent just as much as you knew it as a kid, maybe even more. Right, right. (laughs) 
Oh, I mean, he'd be and it's funny. I mean, I don't say it out loud, but I was feeling the same thing he was feeling yesterday when I was just thinking, oh, that's right. We have math again. I don't want to do math. I don't want to have math homework tonight. <laughs> I'm grown up. <laughs> oh, that's just unfair. That's cruel. Oh, uh, speaking of sex scandals, just uh, very briefly, uh, I was reading a review of the 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 new I guess it's a, one of those limited run series it's uh, 6 8 10 episodes I don't know about the uh, Pam Anderson and Tommy Lee sex tape that kind of really energized porn on the internet but it's it's said to be just terrific I doubt that porn on the internet needed any help well, I think it would have taken off on its own that's not the that's really not the key aspect of it but uh it's, But I hadn't been there for that there wouldn't be all this porn on the internet but uh, I guess it's really, really interesting. It's about some of the, the lowlifes and oddballs and, and uh, the guys who, who found the tape and how they distributed it. And it's really, really interesting, they say. So, so just going to play a little of this. Don't, don't tune out. All right. <laughs> It'll be over soon. I feel Hold like still. just I feel like just like oh god. I feel You're like just going to feel a little pressure. I feel like just the 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 hearing Whoopi's voice is like cutting your audience in half. But so Whoopi Goldberg said this the other day. We'll just give you a little flavor of it. Well, also, if you're going to do this, then let's be truthful about it because the Holocaust isn't about race. No. No. It's well, not about maybe race. It is. No, it's Jews about a different it, race. But it's it's not about race. Okay, so that that's that's enough. And then she goes down that road, and it becomes a thing. And she goes on Colbert and apologizes, and blah blah blah. I don't care. I don't care. I don't think that is significant. But the underlying zeitgeist, the uh, the the worldview, the 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 tendency toward the way we talk about this thing has changed. In recent years, months, and weeks, and it seems to be growing. And I don't. Uh, Any time there's a change in, um, 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 well, the zeitgeist, it doesn't have to be orchestrated by somebody. There, there might be multiple people pushing in a different direction. Like I don't know that Whoopi's in the employ of anybody, but here's the here's the <laughs> here's the the new not, whoever it is. They're not getting their money's worth. Here's the new growing thing that seems to be catching hold that has the Jewish community worried. Is lumping Jewish people in with white people and making anti-Semitism not a racial thing and just basically the overall the overarching push seems to be making the only racism you can have is against black people. Correct. There seems to be a push going that direction. Whoopi seemed to be part of that. So a little bit of background here. Whoopi Goldberg's and I just learned all this yesterday. I'm not I'm not a whoopophile. That's people who study Whoopi Goldberg. Hmm. Um <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg, a whoopologist, changed her name, I think, and as an adult or a, as a as a, a late teen, to Karen Johnson. She was a performance performance artist named Karen Johnson, and she decided to have a stage name like Charlie Chaplin or whoever else, like so many people do, for a variety of reasons. And she went with Whoopi. She actually claims because she tooted a lot on uh, it, like Whoopi cushion. But um, the why she went with Goldberg, which is a traditional Jewish name, is uh, is a little mysterious because she's given different answers to different people throughout the years. So what her real intentions were, I'm not trying to claim there's anything, um, you know, malevolent there in her being Goldberg, although she could have decided that having a Jewish name is going to be helpful to me in some way. I don't know. But anyway, Whoopi Goldberg isn't her real name. She has claimed at various times that she is Jewish or has Jewish ancestry and that sort of stuff. 
Um, uh, there has been a, a variety of ancestry checks that have proved that wrong, but she could have been, she said that was their family story. So it could be like Elizabeth Warren. Well, what am, what am I supposed to do? My grandma said we were Indians. My grandma said we were Jewish. I've been telling people that my whole life. I didn't know that we weren't. So maybe that's not a big deal either. Um, getting away from Whoopi, because that's not the important part of the story. Yes, let's. Um, so she she apologizes again yesterday, and the guy who, who now runs, he's fairly new to this, who runs the ADL, that's the Anti-Defamation League, um, she he came out yesterday, what is his name, I've got that here, the new guy, Greenblatt, Peter Greenblatt. Um, he has recently taken over the Anti-Defamation League, um, which... Uh, traditionally has stood up for any time anybody even comes close to denying the Holocaust or saying anything, something bad about Jews. I mean, sometimes they've been over the top in their protection, but I can understand what they're up to. They want to they want to stop it in their tracks. Anybody saying anything bad about um, Jewish people or being Jewish or anything like that. He accepted Whoopi's apology yesterday. Oh, Okay, whatever. Um, this whole people apologizing and was it accepted and was they, were they contrite enough? And he talked about he doesn't want her canceled, but thinks it should be a teachable moment. And she should spend her two weeks looking back on something, whatever. Hmm. But here's the most interesting thing of it. He seems to be part of the more liberal wing or is it conservative? I don't even know which it is of of moving racism into the world of it. It's only about black people. So the official ADL website, the uh, Anti-Defamation League website, Fighting Hate for Good, it says up at the top, they changed their definition of racism recently on their own website. Listen to this, would you? So racism up until recently was defined as on their own website. Racism is the belief that a particular race is superior or inferior to another, that a person's social and moral traits are predetermined by his or her inborn biological characteristics. Sounds like a pretty good definition to me. That is my definition of racism. And anything you're, anytime you're outside of that definition, you're talking BS. The ADL's own website, which has been traditionally standing up for Jews forever, has now changed it to the racism, colon, the marginalization and or oppression of people of color based on a socially constructed racial hierarchy that privileges white people. The really? ADL's own website changed racism from that to that? At a time when Whoopi Goldberg's on the view saying, no, no the Holocaust wasn't about racism, uh, but black people's about racism. These are two different white groups. This is just man's right. humanity to man. Doesn't that seem like a heck of a coincidence? Well, I wonder whether the ADL considers uh, Jewish people people of color. Then, uh, how does that work? I'm yeah, I'm confused by that. I don't know. I just uh, did a lot of reading on this yesterday, and a lot of the um, uh, smartest, loudest voices in punditry that are Jewish, and there are quite a few of them, believe there's a there's a major push going on. And again, it doesn't have to be from an individual. It could just be you know the direction we're going. Um, there's a push to make racism only a black thing. Interesting. Well, it's, it's undeniably true. I mean, that's what Whoopi was trying to say, although, as usual, she's incoherent. Uh, I'm interested in, I don't know what some of these think tanks are, but the Jewish Policy Center said of that change in definition, this is entirely unacceptable. Uh, Noah Bloom, who works for Tablet Magazine, a Jewish publication, mocked the Anti-Defamation League as the Anti-Definition League. <laughs> That's pretty funny. 
Yeah. That's pretty good. That's pretty weird, though, isn't it? That those two things happened within a couple of weeks each of each other? Yeah, wow. Again, this I don't think odd. it's orchestrated by a puppet master. I just think it's kind of a cultural change by the woke crowd. Well, yes, I would say it's driven by the uh, critical race theory crowd, which is enormous in the universities and in education in general and high schools. They're pushing this all the time. So that's where Whoopi was coming from, I think. She's been hanging around people that have been talking that talk recently. Right. The only victims are black and the only perpetrators are white. They, they're they teaching your kids that. Yeah. Interesting. Speaking of now, more please, behind the scenes. Yes. Please, Whoopi Goldberg, go back to being background noise in my life that I rarely hear from. Oh, yes. Yes. And Karen, what Johnson. do I have to pay? What do I, what do I pay? Uh, speaking of things going on behind the scenes, it struck us that the whole Jeff Zucker CNN firing thing, a resignation, after years of carrying on this affair, and yes, it was going on for years and years, all of a sudden he's got to go, well, please, uh, hashtag me too, we can't have uh, affairs behind the scenes at CNN. That's, I was like, what's going on there really? Well, plenty, plenty is going on. Okay. so the- I will reveal the seamy underbelly of those two people's seamy underbellies. So, <laughs> so that's next. Yes. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. President Biden's about to speak, or did speak, whatever, uh, about uh, killing... How about I care? About killing some ISIS leader last night, so that's good. I'm all for killing any ISIS leaders. Bad story about the way it went down. We could tell you more about that. Also, what is the sad beep? A story out of the Washington Post today. <laughs> The sad beep. I'll tell you about that coming up in a few minutes. I can't wait. On a more serious adult level, and I don't mean adult X-rated, I mean for adults, came across some analysis by this Euro think tank Russia expert guy on what Putin's actually up to. Mm. Found it really interesting. He doesn't want war. He wants something worse than war. Okay, I can't imagine what that is. Was the headline. Something worse than war. Well, that depends how you look at it. Math I'm just homework. telling you that, that was the... What? Math Pardon? homework. Oh, jeez. That's the headline. I'm not saying the headline's accurate. That was the headline. Anyway. So, uh, one thing to remember before we get into, uh, briefly, the whole um, uh, Jeff Zucker CNN sex scandal forced resignation thing. A couple of things. If you're selling tickets, if your ratings are high, if you're winning uh, in in show business, and and news is show business, please, it's just different show business. Um, you can get away with stuff. Maybe you get away with it a lot. And some people, you know, if they're winning, they they get all hubristic and they become monsters. Matt Lauer, right? Yeah, great example. Harvey so, Weinstein. Know, oh my! Winning God, over yeah. and over again, all the Oscars, and doing whatever the hell he wanted. Became a monster and aided and abetted by all sorts of people who claim to be uh, so enlightened they can lecture us about how to live our lives. Yeah, ironic. Anyway, so just keep that in mind. That's kind of lurking in the background of the story. So first of all, on the question of this affair between Jeff Zucker and senior executive Allison Gullist, 
Um, she claimed, they claimed in this statement that they'd been friends, and then during COVID, it morphed into something more serious and, and uh, just as unfortunate, and nobody intended for this to happen, blah, blah, blah. And I was but, asking the question yesterday, have you ever known anybody for a long time you had no feelings for, and then all of a sudden you did? I just wondered if that happened very often. Well, according to all sorts of uh, all sorts of sources coming out of the woodwork, uh, rumors have been circulating for years that CNN's two most senior executives have been having an affair. Uh, multiple sources claim Zucker and Gallist, uh, the network executive, vice president, chief marketing officer, have been involved in a secret romance for more than ten years, even as they lived in the same Manhattan building on consecutive floors with their former spouses. As the pair took vacations together, went apartment hunting, went into each other's hotel rooms for alleged meetings. She spent years lying about their affair, blasting reporters on numerous occasions for being sexist by suggesting she was sleeping with the boss. But but uh, your voice uh, indicates a scandal of some sort, and I don't see it a scandal that two grown-ups of equal level at a company are doing it. That I mean, they're, I can see why their spouses really hate that, but sure. other than that, what the hell difference does it make? Ah, Jack, like a great mystery writer, I'm leading you toward the twist. Uh-huh. The twist! The guy was wearing a fake beard the whole time. <laughs> it was the old guy who ran the amusement park that was the ghost. <laughs> so anyway, they've been sleeping together forever, and everybody knows it. So here's the twist. And they, they have every right to deny it because it's nobody's freaking business. Uh, sure, yeah. And the whole, well, they're required by their contract to inform, blah, blah, blah. They have to go to the board meeting and say, uh, uh, she touched my crank, uh, gentlemen. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, he touched my uh, you, right? No, oh, my please, God. Let's all grow up here. This has gone the wrong direction. So, and here's the twist. Here's the twist. Gallist and Zucker together made the dis- decision to fire Chris Cuomo. For being his brother, the lunkhead governor, groper, uh, for being his hatchet man, for helping research the accusers, for trying to badmouth them, for joining in wholesale, the cover up, if you believe there's something there, um, and there had to be something there, um, while he was continuing to do his show masquerading as a journalist. Well, here we get back to. Cuomo's ratings are not great. He's the star of CNN, but the whole ch- channel sucks. He's making $6 million a year. Woo! Yeah. Well, and Zucker's running the sucky, sucky channel that we're referring to. So everybody's a little vulnerable in this. Zucker, sucker. Here it is. Here it is. So Zucker and Gallist decide to fire Cuomo. Cuomo's lawyers. Well, oh, and, and Cuomo said, that's fine, I'll go, but y'all owe me $18 million on my contract. Because I got a contract for three more years. Oof. And one of the claims... Wow, that wait, Cu- you can't fire somebody who was uh, who was trying to discredit women who were being sexually harassed by the governor? Well, as you know, Jack, we've seen uh, actually personally witnessed wrongful dismissal claims that were hilariously corrupt and untrue. It happens all the time. So anyway, here's the key part. Here's what we're missing. So Cuomo and his lawyers go to Zucker and Gallist and say, hey, you got to pay me the $18 million, right? And they say, pound sand. Their square jaw, white tooth. Go on your way. Good luck. Go work for uh, MSNBC. Go to the gym. Do some squats. Exactly. 
Exactly. Go out maskless while lecturing America on how they should always wear their masks. Never forget. Anyway, uh, Cuomo's lawyers said, okay, CNN's not cooperating. We're going to go to CNN's owner, AT&T. And Cuomo's lawyers said, among other things, one of the reasons this is a, a, a wrongful dismissal is selective enforcement of your sexual harassment rules. For instance... The president of the network is sleeping with the VP and has been for a decade, and everybody knows it. And AT&T said, uh, there's no selective enforcement here. Hey, uh, Mr. Zucker, you're out. Resign. I don't understand how that counts as sexual harassment. I get in the modern world that it meets a number of definitions, but that should not be sexual harassment. Oh, no, absolutely not. The, the policy is dopey. But at the heart of it, it's all about AT&T being vulnerable for an $18 million suit and saying, we got no ratings anyway, we're tanking. Let's try to save ourselves $18 million by firing Zucker as well. That's one of the problems I, that we've always had with expanding definitions of whatever, what are, what are you calling racism, what you're calling sexual harassment. So this guy, Cuomo, who had the show, actually was sexually harassing women. But it's lumped in with a guy who was having a completely consensual affair with a coworker that's roughly in the same level as him, and you're right. putting those in the same category. That's right. that's that's nice. This is what happens when you have policies trying to outlaw courtship, and then you put the lawyers in charge of sorting it all out. Yeah, awesome. That'll make the world a better place. If you miss an hour of the show, grab the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty.